This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. This is Paul Hawksby and Charlie Baker walking through the streets of Manchester yeah. on the way back to the station, having broadcast from the National Football Museum today. We were joined by Mickey Gray, the former Sunderland player, yes. our Manchester correspondent. Let us into his private life, Paul. He did. A very, uh, he revealed things, as you'll discover. Uh, Danny McLaughlin, depressed Manchester United fan, was also with us. And we actually spoke to a former Manchester United player in John O'Kane, yes. who was very interesting chatting about his autobiography. Yep. And we had a birthday spread. Did we? I don't remember. Which was fascinating. Here it all is. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Charlie. Afternoon, Paul. You mentioned the cheese taste. Yes. There. Other similar snacks are available, but this is... Yeah. We, 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 Rushed off the train, came here. You yeah. popped into M&S. I had to buy a T-shirt. As you well did have to buy a T-shirt because you dropped toothpaste down. Toothpaste down with original T-shirt. Yeah, classy. I thought, I was, I thought I'd get class. a National Football Museum T-shirt, but you yeah. told me that won't be available. Well, I, well, I, I, it was, well, I didn't. <laughs> possibly not. So possibly. I didn't want you to risk it and get here and yeah, then sit yeah. here with toothpaste. Exactly. But the cheese taster is quite yes. cloying, isn't it? It's basically <laughs> a what's it? Yeah. And you were devouring that bag. I'm thinking thirty. I mean, I'm sure the great broadcasters. <laughs> like yourself, <laughs> don't devour something cloying, cheesy puff about 30 yeah, seconds so, before no. they go on. I doubt Terry it. Terry Wogan much. just before. I don't make great for show before he is. Gargle or something. They don't have them, do they? <laughs> you made a mistake there saying a, a cheese taster is like a what's it. A cheese taster is far superior okay. to a what's You're it. You're looking Paul. for a free box, no, though. Not looking for a free box. Nice to be in Manchester, Paul. It is. Yeah. Do they like you here, Charlie, no, 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 when I, you work I, here? I get on all right here, yeah, actually. Yeah, yeah. Not too bad at all. Leeds, they don't like me, Paul. What is it about Leeds? Booed off in Leeds and had forks thrown at me once. Forks? Yeah, <laughs> so that was exciting. Did people bring them because they knew you were on? <laughs> or were they just to hand? They were there. There was dinner with I the I wonder if Lucy was there that night. <laughs> she might have been. She was, she she was, was there she was, that night. She started the fork She's throwing. got one now. It's we, a disaster. We'll chat to Lucy Wall with us in a few moments' time. Yeah, yeah. no, they like me here, Paul. It's fine. But uh, my worst ever day in Manchester was at a 2011 yeah. uh, Stevenage mm. versus Torquay in the Le- League Two playoff final. Right. And we just did not turn up, Paul. We just oh, no. didn't turn up. We Second half, we were 1-0 down. We bought on a defender for a striker. <laughs> And then, after the match, our manager, Paul Buckle, left for Bristol Rovers. So, make of that what you oh, will, okay. Paul. Conspiracy theory. Conspiracy theory. You, Another one. You want to say at the moment, to Barcelona, yes. hands off Gary Johnson. Hands off Gary Johnson. That's Gary's happy saying. on the English Riviera. Okay. He's got a job to do. He's got a job to finish. Sinclair Armstrong has turned up to take us to 
League Two, Paul. It's all going to happen. So he's feeling quite so confident. That's it's good. over. Well, anyway, we're going to tell you a bit more about the uh, the European Championship draw that's happening uh, about five o'clock this evening Lovely in stuff, Manchester. Yeah. Uh, we'll we don't go. actually know where, do we, Paul? Well, I think we uh, we just found we out. We just found well, out. I don't we think thought we, it was a secret. I don't think we can tell you. <laughs> okay, but we're not allowed it's, to tell It's turn here. Up. It's happening in Manchester, uh, and we we will be telling you a little bit more about that. Yes. Uh, our own Flo Lloyd Hughes will join us as well. A little bit later on, we will be joined by Mickey Gray and comedian Danny McLaughlin. Old mate, yeah. yours is a United fan, isn't he? Danny's a very funny Man United fan because he loves the club. Mm. But have you ever met a more miserable person about football yeah. and supporting like the biggest club in the world? Right. He, 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 if you follow well, him on Twitter, if, if he's if you follow him on Twitter, it could be like after ten minutes, it'll be like this is it, fold the club, if he's liquidate it. If he's miserable usually. What's he going to be like this week? <laughs> Why have we booked him? It's going to be brilliant. It'll be a disaster. He'll go. He'll go in both feet on Ole. I promise yeah. you. <laughs> I think John O'Kane will as well, looking at social media, the former Manchester United defender, not particularly enamoured with what's going on at the moment. He's written a really interesting book, so we'll be having a oh, chat good. with John uh, a little bit later on. As we said, we'll squeeze in a birthday spread as well. And we want to get you involved. Yeah. Um, there was a, you know, Halloween, of course, this weekend. You've got young kids. Do you have yeah. to go around the doors dressed or something? Do you? I've, always, I've always tried to avoid it, Paul. Yeah. Um, I've always managed to get a gig or something on the, the evening, so I don't have to go and do trick-or-treat. Right. Um, so the, the gaffer us, goes out and does it for you, does Near she? us, in the village next to us, they have like an alleyway that okay. is, you know, locally known as Mugger's Alley. But oh, that's okay. not... <laughs> no, but on, but on, on yeah. Halloween, yeah. they dress it all up. Yeah. They, like they dress it up, they put spooky stuff in it for the kids to walk down and... Right. So that's a good idea, isn't it? Cause yeah. Because for one night only, Mugger's Alley is spookier than it was that's, normally anyway. That's so. nice. Well, look, people are finding alternative things to wear yes. apart from the witches' outfits, etc., etc. Because yes. people think outside the box. A bottom. cat's always a bailout, isn't it? Is it a cat? Is uh, that right? uh, uh, when people go to a fancy dress party and right. they go... On Halloween, as a cat, that's a massive bailout, Paul. Isn't well, there's a sporting reason for this because there's a lot of Squid Game stuff mm. uh, that's uh, doing the rounds, and they yeah, Sid James. Sorry, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Sid, James, Sid James. That's what it's called. It's Sid James <laughs> is the TV show they're all talking about. Yeah, they but, love it. But um, yeah, the Squid Game thing is is all. But all yes, right. also in the Sunday Times the other day, they suggested for Halloween the Ted Lasso football outfit. All oh, right, doesn't okay. seem very Halloween. Not very spooky, is so, it? I mean, with your tash at the moment, mm-hmm. though, you could carry this off. They say uh, accessorise with aviators visor and comedy moustache. Uh, so you can buy the look off eBay or okay. Etsy. Or actually, there is an AFC Richmond shop. Uh, there may be a bit over oh, the top. But I was thinking, Ted Lasso is not really Halloween, is it? No, I mean, it doesn't really. Dead Lasso. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's it. That's what they should have done. Go there. That's Dead like, Lasso. Dead, that's you know, a great just idea. Like, just kind of doctor it a bit. Yeah. Put the Richmond outfit on. You know. And so we'll get you involved uh, this afternoon on this one. When you've gone out and done the trick and treat, or you've gone to parties and you've thought, yeah, I'm going to think outside the box, and then you turn up within reason, obviously, yes. folks, at the time of day. We know the People two say, you want to do. Don't, you don't do, do those. We'll say, Who are you? Who are you? Yeah. Uh, but if you've got tales of thinking outside the box of Halloween, yeah. it backfiring quite spectacularly Lovely. off the back of Ted Lasso. We're arguing it's sport. So talksport.com forward slash H&J. You can text to 81089 or yes. you can tweet to TSH&J. That'd be lovely, Paul. And I was wondering, we're at the National Football Museum. This is Charlie's Choice. Isn't Charlie's it? Choice. We do, every Thursday we do every Charlie's Thursday. Choice, his uh, <laughs> suggestion. Sometimes more popular than others. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Last Nash- week, Charlie suggested... Uh, these How did you get to your story wedding? story of a couple overseas who'd uh, got caught in a flood and arrived at their wedding in a large cooking pot. Yes. So Charlie wanted to know, how did you arrive at your wedding? Wasn't as Didn't popular fly. as hoped. Didn't fly, really, did it? I think this will be good, though. We're at the National Football Museum. Yeah. There's loads of brilliant stuff here, you know. The Jules Remade Trophy. And yeah, the, yeah, yeah. And all the medals and all the brilliant, you know, Bobby Moore shirt, George, George Best's mini, all that. Yeah. I'm, I'm interested in it, Paul. Obviously, yeah. it's a brilliant museum. They do, they're great people. I'm interested in what 
our listeners would like to put of their own personal right. footballing memorabilia. Okay. Not famous stuff. Just stuff. Maybe they've still got a pair of boots that they scored a hat trick in at school right. in a cup final. Have you kept yours? No, Paul. <laughs> but I'm, I've got. I say what I have got is the, uh, is a, is a my very very first Talkie United kit from when I was ten. Right. You, you know, kept so that. I've kept that. So uh, do you still fit into it? No, Paul. <laughs> No, Paul, I'm not the same. I'm not the same <laughs> weight I was when I was ten. I'm not the same uh, weight I was when I was forty, Paul. Yeah. So. <laughs> so, if you have those items, why? Got, why uh, they should find a Charlie's choice today? Why they should personal find personal items for the football museum in the National Football Museum? The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talksport. Danny McLaughlin, as we said, comedian, Manchester United fan. Hi, Danny. How you doing? Uh, what, what, I mean, we've had a lot of apologies from uh, him. We had it in the aftermath of the game, and, and there they are apologising again. How, as, a, as, a, how, as a fan, how do you feel about that? I just, I'm used to it now. <laughs> like, it just seems to be the same cycle all the time. We had it with Jose and with Louis van Gaal and that, and it seems to start off very nice, and then it goes a bit weird, and then a few people say the United way a few times, <laughs> and then they'll get someone else in, and it's rinse and repeat. Yeah. Spend a load of money. I don't know. It's just funny. <laughs> Is this the ultimate um, end of the Man United 90s tribute act that's been going on for the last few years, Danny? I don't know. You, you think that, but then they'll probably like wheel stamming or someone like that. <laughs> just, for, just for like, it seems to be that that's more important than, than winning to some people. Yeah. Does it matter to you? Get there's a link. The red? Does it, does it, does it matter? He'd, be, he'd, be, he'd look great he'd in the good. dugout, wouldn't he? He'd be great, better than he? Fred. Yeah. <laughs> Playing in the middle. <laughs> One day, Fred's playing a day. Oh, no, Fred the Red. He, he's and he's playing. not doing himself any favours with the Fred McTominay thing. He's really stuck to that, hasn't he? Yeah, but I think what's weird is that sort of helped last season because it is a lot of energy in the way you want to... If that's the way you want to play, then you have to sort of play those two in there because they run about. But if that isn't working, it looks even worse, doesn't it? Yeah. Like, if that's working, it looks fine because you're like, oh, this team's a sum of its parts, blah, blah, blah. These are vital cogs, blah, blah, blah. But if it's not working, it just looks like you've picked inferior players to get the same result as the better <laughs> players, and it just doesn't look yeah. right. I mean, what have you made of the, the, the Pogba return overall? I mean, look, he's had a few good games, but for what he's paid and for who he is and how good a player he is, he's been more grief than he has a, a, a good performer, hasn't he? Yeah, I, flip, I flip-flop on Pogba a mm. lot because he's undoubtedly great, but he has been awful as well. And... What people haven't mentioned is it's looking like it's the second time he's going to leave on a free transfer. I don't think he's bothered about United as much as people say he is. I just think he's he's a good player, but I think he's one of those. He's not he's not going to do it on his own. He's one of those players that needs good players around him. He's like a piece, I think, as mm. opposed to like a linchpin. I think that showed up when Bruno came in and just sort of started doing it on his own. And people were like, "Well, why couldn't Pogba? Why doesn't Bruno need all these players around yeah. him like Pogba does?" But I, d- I don't know. I like having him there, and I think the team will be better but mm. with him. But he just needs some, some midfielders. Do you I know think. what I think happens on what's, Saturday? What's I that? think Ronaldo gets benched. I think Ronaldo will be on the bench. You till think the so? As, as a real power move. What, managing? Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> what he does for Portugal, maybe, maybe he'll come out and do a bit of that, do a bit, bit of the, the pointing. A bit of the old, yeah. Because yeah. the, 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 the team, his team, more like Gunnar Solskjaer's coaches, I've got a lot of stick this week. I mean, because the narrative is there are a lot of very good players badly coached. It is difficult to coach a football team while you're playing Angry Birds on an iPad, and it? it does seem <laughs> just it does seem like they're just messing about on an iPad all the time. I don't, I don't know. It is it. A lot of people I've heard a lot of people say like Ollie's a good manager, but he's not a good coach, and I just don't understand why they haven't done what Fergie did and just brought in 
like a Kiros, for example. Yeah. Um, because then at least that's trying something else. If you are happy with what Ollie's been doing on the player side, as in like, it, I think I heard Jamie say it is a better atmosphere. It seems a better atmosphere there than when Jose was there, and um, players seem to be happier and, and things like that. But I think he undoubtedly has reached his ceiling. I think it's okay. Yeah. To just not be good enough at the top level. A few managers are. Do you know what I mean? It's just. I think I used an analogy on Twitter. Charlie will be uh, familiar with this. Like, I just don't think he can headline a gig. Yeah. I think he's a good opener. He's a good yeah. middle. Yeah. But unless he gets like a guitar. Nice, nice guy to have around the dressing room. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly that. And I think uh, it's a good analogy that sometimes you just need that extra little bit of quality. Yeah. When the punters are a little bit more drunk to like bring the gig home and I think that's what they need it's always dangerous when you bring in like you talk about Moonenstein the late Walter Smith as well he, uh, and and Quiros when you bring in coaches with a pedigree there's a couple of things A you know they can make you look a bit average and B uh, if you do make a change there's someone who can be an interim manager so it brings its own risks yeah it, there really? is that there is that I think that is the reason he's still there as yeah. well to be honest I think if they'd have had someone lined up I mean I don't think he'll go now but it wouldn't surprise me if he goes. But when's the international break? That must be creeping up, right? Three games time. I think that's Spurs, it. Spurs, Atlanta, Man City. I think if he's going to go, he'll go. Yeah. And if he doesn't go in that international break, he'll probably last the season. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Um, I think they're lying. They, they can't get rid of another manager without having their ducks in a row. And yeah. I think that's what they're doing now. They're sounding a few people out. Because I don't think even the Glazers thought it was going to be this bad. Especially with signing Ronaldo. I think they thought there might be like a Buccaneers, Tom Brady sort of thing going on. And we yeah, might yeah. sneak a league. That's a very good Who do you want next then if they do make the change? I don't know. A few people have been like, oh, 10 hard. But I'd like genuinely, after that Liverpool game, I'd have took four hard. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I, I think he might be the one if that's what you're looking to do. If you're looking to sort of build people chatting about Conte like he's a winner like I mean there's a man who, who like he couldn't even be defeated by male pattern baldness do you know what I mean he's <laughs> he's, a, he's a genuine winner he is a winner yeah so maybe he comes in for 18 months till 10 hogs ready I don't yeah. know it didn't regrow that by the way Danny it's I, th I think there I think there was a process that he went through they all count it's a lot of bananas that's what it was they all grew back again <laughs> but it's a results business isn't it yeah uh, it's not about the strategy it's our it's it's the result and he won so with that lovely yeah, wig. all that calcium made you a have difference. to follow Potassium, Danny on, sorry. on uh, social media especially Twitter where only just follow Danny on Twitter when there's a Man United game on because it, even if they're like 10 nil up he's like oh you're. it's the only We're time I get a retweet <laughs> off Charlie yeah. is when he's laughing at me being angry the most yeah. miserable man on Twitter during, <laughs> during a, uh, a Man United match and you've got your podcast as well the yeah, Daniel yeah. Podcast the damn Daniel podcast I do a little football as well with uh, Nas from Twitter oh, Bearded yeah. Genius uh, which is called cool, brilliant name Della Gold. Della Gold. Yeah. Three yeah. is the magic number. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I do that, and I'm, I'm doing a little tour next year as well, a little comedy tour. Oh, excellent. Coming to a town near you if you live in a, the Granada region. <laughs> um, <laughs> just doing the northwestern Birmingham and Leeds, I think. So, uh, yeah, I've got a website. It's Brilliant. on Instagram. Excellent. Brilliant. Lovely to see you. And yeah, come, and see us come and see us for the tour. When are you doing that? Early in the year? or uh, April-ish. Okay. Like March, April. Spring 22. Well, so I'll be... Get yeah. in touch and we'll have a chat again. Yeah, By which to. day, John, uh, Ollie would have stayed. And well, it, who knows? FA Cup final round the corner. It's all... Yeah, it's all yeah, yeah. Suddenly we'll say, remember a few months back, we Pogba's been brilliant since. What a turning point. Yeah, that that really they amazing. never look back after the Liverpool but, but defeat. McTominay, that, that hat-trick he scored yeah. with Spurs. That's right. Fred got a Ballon d'Or. I mean, it'd be different times. Either that or Ronnie Johnson will be in charge. <laughs> um. 
Well, uh, John O'Kane's going to join us later on. And uh, looking at John's Twitter, he's not massively impressed what's going on either. But uh, he's got a book out as well, so we'll be chatting to him. Thanks very much, Danny. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talksport. Welcome back to the National Football Museum and joining us now, a familiar voice on Talk Sport, of course. Yeah. Friday nights and beyond, our Manchester correspondent one these my, days. One of my favourites, Paul. One of my, <laughs> yeah. my favourites. On air, way. on the field, everything. What a lovely looking man. Yeah. <laughs> what a build up. What a build up. He really is. It could only be Mickey Gray. It's only downhill from here, lads. Now, we're just chatting off air because obviously you're from the northeast, mm. but you settled in Manchester and you've been here for what, 16 years. Yeah. And I often wonder when players have played at a couple of different clubs, what makes them kind of gravitate back to a place that isn't necessarily. Uh, home. What was it about Manchester? I, I, a funny thing, but I always wanted to live in Manchester. Um, I had a lot of friends who were living in the area and obviously teammates, and we used to spend a lot of time. So every time that we used to play games against United or Blackburn or, or Man City, we always used to stay down for the weekend and loved, obviously, enjoying the Saturday nights and the Sundays mm. and then travelling back with a sore head. But um, I, I, just, I just had this feel about Manchester. Uh, coming to concerts and things like that when I used to come down. And I absolutely loved it. And when I got the opportunity to sign for Blackburn, that was it. I was set. Got a house in Manchester and I've been here 16 years ever since and I've absolutely loved it. And wouldn't want to be anywhere else, to be honest. Is it yeah. true that, that I always find that uh, players pl- live for the rest of their lives where they were most successful? Where, where they sort of get a little bit of, little bit of you know, hero worship? Possibly. Oh, of a better phrase. Possibly. Mm. I mean... Uh, well, Blackburn, we, I mean, we got in the UEFA Cup yeah. uh, for a couple of seasons in a row. And under Mark Hughes, we were absolutely flying. We had a great team. I wouldn't say that it was less successful at Sunderland. You know, we had some really good years in the Premier League. It was just... And then eventually what happens is as you start to come down the tiers, and I went to the Championship with, with Leeds, Wolves and Sheffield Wednesday, I was travelling yeah. from Manchester. So it was an hour and a half there, an hour mm. and a half back. And Mick McCarthy used to get me down on a Sunday for a bath and a walk. <laughs> 
<laughs> and I said, mate, it's take me two hours well, just in the, the car. Just the two of you? Yeah. <laughs> yes, no, yeah. Sounds romantic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A bottle, bottle of wine, a yeah. few candles. Yeah. Lovely. That's it, that's it. That's it. When Harry met Sally. Yeah. <laughs> I said, I'm 34 years old, Mick. I said, I can have a bath and a walk home if you want. He went, no, I need you to come down. And by the time I got back, the two-hour journey on the way back, I, was, I felt worse than I did when I first got in the car. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that was always my base. And I uh, settled down there. And I, I love it, and I, I still love it now. Yeah, yeah, I do yeah. like that. I'm going to get that. I'm going to say that to you one day, Charlie. The show's having me great. I want to get you down for a bath and a walk. Get <laughs> 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 yeah, me Lufer out. It'd be fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to make it, because you were talking there about, you know, coming down to weekends, going back with a sore head on a Sunday. Yeah. You were kind of, uh, maybe boys of your vintage were quite lucky. It's almost like, in a slightly different way, that kind of cross between amateur and professional in rugby. You know, the early days mm. of the Premier League where you could have some of those sensibilities of the old days mm. and get on it and have that kind of camaraderie and still there'd be managers in the game with that expectation that that was kind of okay and important for, important for team bonding. Now I think that that's a lot harder, isn't it, for the guys? They're, you know, a lot of them are teetotal. They don't do a lot of that. A lot of it's frowned on. Mm. But Social they are media. On, but they are yeah. 100 grand Social a week. media, yeah. <laughs> well, there's well, no, there's a bit of a difference. It, 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 you know, it, the wages were none too shoddy in your day. They're not yeah. what they were now. But yeah. as I said, you had the best of both worlds. Mm. You had some of the sensibilities of the past mm. with the rewards of, of, of that time. We did. And, and honestly, I, I, I did say that tongue-in-cheek, but I think social media is a big part of it. Because mm. people, you know, it's easy for them to get a phone out. It's easy to video somebody in a pool. But, you know, if, you, yeah. if you're at the bar and you, you're ordering three or four pints or whatever, you, whatever you're drinking or something like that, you do not want to get your photograph taken. So I think the, pl- the players now are so ultra-cautious about that. You see them out, there's certain ones, and I'm not going to mention names, you know, and I'll have, I'll have a chat with them while I'm out in this Manchester area. But I think it's really difficult for players, whereas we, Saturday night was finished, we were out. It was all organised, yeah. we knew exactly what we were going to be doing, and they said about the sore heads on the Sunday. But in training also, we always knew that Monday was an easy day. Mm. You know, it was a bit of a cool down day. You know, we'd come in and have a massage. You'd have a little jog around the football field. Mm. Monday, you're back at it now. There's so many games you're talking about, Tuesday, wed- Tuesdays, Wednesdays. They're on it. They're focusing on the next game. So I think there's that little gap that we used to have where you could kind of recoup and get the, get the alcohol out of your system by Tuesday mm. and Wednesday, and then you were ready for the Saturday game. They can't do that now. Mm. And when you look at youth players coming through now and youth teams and under-23s now, do you see a major difference in, in the way they are as a group? Yeah. It, well, I think it's a culture thing as well. I think it's what the European side of things brought to, to the Premier League. And I think that generation where you see the Italians or the French guys would go out and have something to eat and then maybe sit and have a glass of wine. I think that's now filtered down to the under-23s, the under-17s, 18s, etc., etc. So they come through and they kind of look up to these superstars and heroes and they go, oh, I wouldn't mind a piece of that. Mm. How are they looking after themselves? You see Ronaldo, for instance. He goes into Manchester United and the first week he was there, they had cakes and everything on the table. And one of, I think it was Lee Grant who said, he turned around and he said, nobody touched any of the cakes or anything like that. <laughs> wow. If we'd have seen them in our day, that would have been eaten before your main meal. <laughs> yeah. And that's the difference. And I think that's over the last decade, 20 years or something. Things have started to change, you know, with the influx of all these European players coming across. But the younger generation coming through now must be thinking to themselves, what a massive opportunity I've got. If I can get anywhere near that first team. I do think personally that they get it too, too quickly. They should get it when they're playing first-team football and maybe, you know, 25, 50 games into their career. But that's something that's not going to change. It's only going to get worse. But I do think that, you know, the culture of players now is a lot better than what it was in my yeah. day. I'm not that's inviting Ronaldo to my birthday party. No, that's going to be terrible, <laughs> wouldn't it? Imagine, that, imagine that. There's cake, there's a bouncy Nobody castle in the that corner. Nobody touch that cake. Yeah. Cla- like, like, magician in the corner <laughs> waiting to... 
<laughs> nothing. Nothing. None of that for me, thank you. No. Now, um, we should talk about Sunderland. They could be, oh, yes. we'll be heading back to Wembley. On, Apparently, I didn't know. Is Charlie, what did Lee Johnson say, the manager? He, he, he said, uh, maybe we'll get uh, Tottenham or or Arsenal in the next round, and then, and then after that we might get one of the big teams. <laughs> aye, aye. Al- along those lines. I'm not putting words in yeah. his mouth. Oh, along those goodness. lines, but like father, like son. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. You know, we went through, which was great. We yeah. went through on penalties, but I wasn't really bothered. I'm not too fussed about that at the moment. We've been in League One too long. We need to get ourselves out of League One. We're in a decent position at the moment. And, and some sides are probably thinking to themselves, you know, it's momentum, it's confidence. You get through to the quarterfinals of a Carabao Cup, yeah. you take that back to the league. And let's hope that happens because, you know, a club the size of Sunderland, 30-odd thousand we're getting at home yeah. games in League One at the minute. We need to get promoted. I think things are looking a little bit rosy at the minute. We've got to get it done. You've got Sheffield Wednesday, you've got Ipswich, yeah. you know, you've got Ipswich, you've got plenty of money, haven't they? And they've, they've started finding some form yeah. down there in League One. It's yeah. a lot of teams, a lot, lot of big teams. Absolutely. So Sunderland need to do it now, don't they? They really they've need got to it. do it. They've got to, and I think the squad of players that they've got now, obviously new ownership, <laughs> Lee Johnson's doing a fantastic job. You've got Wickham up there, Plymouth. Yeah. There's so many teams, and every single week is a little bit Oxford different. Oxford United, yeah. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. But um, everything looks great. But I've always said you get through December and January, and mm. if you're around there or thereabouts, that's when you've got your chance. And now you are a Manchester correspondent these days, Mickey. I am indeed. And that means you'll be sitting in on Ollie's press conference uh, yes. tomorrow. That uh, that should be interesting. Any I mean, questions you want to throw yeah, at me? Did, did, did you play against him? Did you ever shut yeah. him down for a whole match? I played against Solly. We uh, we lost one nil actually, and um, he went down once um, a little bit too easily, and then they had the free kick, and uh, Andy Cole scored the goal. They beat us one nil, and we were first and second at the time. It was Christmas period, so I was dying to have a go at Ollie. But when he looks at you with that smile and the baby face, it's like I can't say anything. <laughs> yeah, bring so it up tomorrow. Bring it up tomorrow. Yeah, bring it up. Yeah, after you went down so easy. In that <laughs> yeah, we, we were robbed. Yeah. I, th- I think you'd be pleased with that question, other than yeah, yeah, Ollie. Yeah. When are you going to get the sack? <laughs> yeah, and we were just saying earlier on, it's it's uh, a. a big week isn't it after the game against Tottenham Atlanta City, City and then an international break so yeah. that that will be the telling moment won't it well it's got to be Paul I think you know the big problem that Manchester United and Oli have got as well as how well Man City have done over the last decade mm. there's always pressure and it was the same when I was in the northeast with Sunderland you know you see Newcastle flying high at the top of the table there's always more pressure on your rival and I think with Manchester United really struggling at the moment I think he's, he's got serious problems but I don't think it's, it's not so much off the field as everybody can see, I think it's on the field. And I was at Old Trafford, and I was at the Liverpool game. Mm. I've never seen so many people leave that stadium. I mean, there was 25,000 people mm. walking outside the ground after 60 minutes. And yeah. A club like Man United and the squad of players that they've got, and I said it in my commentary, I've never seen a team quit, and certainly not a Manchester United team, after 60 minutes. Forget about the 5-0, because they got absolutely ransacked from start to finish. Yeah. They, were abs- they were brilliant, Liverpool. Take nothing away from them. But that, that performance from Man United was very poor. Mickey, lovely to see Thanks, you. Thanks, Mickey. You enjoy. Too, we'll hear from you tomorrow with Ollie. So we look forward to that. And, Thanks, uh, guys. Yeah, always good to see you. Thank enjoy you. Enjoy Sunday with Mick McCarthy. Mate. I will. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> get, hey, for old time's sake, you'll say. I've I heard got, you on talk I've got some sport. new matey. I'm Let's see if we can I'm get them. The, taking the soap suds with me. Let's see if we can bring the magic back. <laughs> <laughs> Me <My> matey. <laughs> Cheers, Mickey. Thank you. I'm going to get that mental image. Every could, time I see could Mick, be the I'm going to fishing ball. Mick McCarthy in his kimono. Anyway. We move on. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. Good afternoon, Paul Hawksby and Charlie Baker here at the National Football Museum in Manchester. Uh, The city are hosting the uh, women's 
European Championship draw. The uh, event's taking place next year, next summer, uh, yeah, throughout July, really. Yeah. European Championship. It Sounds should be fantastic. Great. And so we'll head over to the venue later on. We've got a birthday spread coming up. Andy and Jeff will join us for that. But before that, um, John O'Kane joins us, former Manchester United and Everton defender. He has written um, his uh, autobiography, Bursting the Bubble, Football, Autism and Me. John, good afternoon. Hi, John. Hi, guys. You okay? Good to yeah, see good. you. Thanks for coming in. No worries. Um, it, was, it was a late diagnosis, wasn't it, uh, of, of your condition, but you always suspected that that was the case. Yeah, I've always known um, something wasn't right growing up, but, um, you know, back in the day, you you got on with things and you just cope with life, you know. Um, but yeah, I'd probably say the last couple of years, um, I was told, you know, go and see if you can get some help. Because it wasn't there, back, you know, back in the 90s, 80s and 90s. So there was nobody at the United, as you were coming through the academy, that, that spotted anything and said, maybe you should go and see this person or that person? No, no. It, was, um, it was quite a brutal school back then. And, um, you know, you played your football and that was it. You know, we had Nobby Styles, Eric Harrison... You know, tough characters like that that you know you had to be um, aggressive and there was no no sentiment in like you know I would say feelings and stuff but you know you couldn't you couldn't share anything like that really there was mm. nothing like there was a doctor but there was nothing like that for help wise and look I didn't seek it to be honest you know yeah. it was um, just something that I knew something wasn't wired right you know mm. but um, I just kept it myself and just got on with life and how would that manifest itself John would it be that you'd be in a dressing room situation. And there'd be jokes yeah. flinging around and banter, etc. And you wouldn't quite feel the same or react the same way. Or? No, you know everything's fine. Look, I, I could be there. I could be, I say, a ringleader, but you know, I, I could be involved with all the yeah. jokes and the banter. That was fine. People knew me. You know, I was quite a strong character. But it was the, the other side. It was the, I'd say, the anxiety pressure that you deal with. You know, being the biggest club in the world. You, yeah, you've got to perform. And um, it was that side that I couldn't compute you know it, it was just I was overthinking stuff mm. you know I was technically a very good player yeah but I think it was more the mental side you know that sort of let me down more um but saying that you know I felt I had to be strong character to deal with that you know quietly on yeah. myself you know and um I felt like I was I was a strong character but it just you know I just didn't bring it across in, into the game it was more overthinking stuff I think well maybe an example that's a fascinating story in the book about playing in Europe for the first time for Manchester United <laughs> and being picked and Fergie picking you and then you having a little word with him before kickoff. it's probably worth telling us that it's a well, kind of insight into who what? does that you know yeah. the questions arguably the greatest manager of all time you know to, you know your selection's not quite right there Gaffer uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, look, Phil Neville could play both sides, and, and I play, I've been playing reserves uh, most of the um, the year, and he put me right back, which I'm naturally right footer, and I could play both sides. But for the reserves, I was playing left back, and I thought, oh God, and this is where the autism and the other spectrum overthinking, overthinking yeah. stuff. Think I just couldn't get my mind. I thought before kickoff, I've got to, I've got to play left back. That's where I'm more comfortable this season. And I said, look, Gaffer, um, can I um, can I swap? He's looked at me as if I was like mad, you know. <laughs> you okay? Um, I said, uh, Phil can play. Phil can play the right back, you know. I say in the book, it's a sliding doors moment for me. It's like, you know, it's like, Jesus, if I'd have just stayed right back, you know, there might be no Gary Neville. You never, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. <laughs> You'd be on no, Sky now. Yeah, I'd be on Sky with Cara. Monday yeah, nights. My, my mate's constantly <laughs> rumouring, he's got my career. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Bitter now. It's just, you know, it, it is what it is. But it's just one of those things where 
you know, fenced off. And, uh, yeah. And typically, their, their right winger that night had a worldie, didn't he, against you? Well, I don't know about worldie, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he, he was their best player, unknown to me. You're like, oh my God, playing against their best player. He took it past me a few times. And like, I was told I didn't have a, that bad a game, but and I got brought off about, we were 2 0 down. We got brought about 30 odd minutes on the end, so I was, I was devastated. But, mm. you know, um, it's just another story, you know, in a chapter of uh, yeah. <laughs> my mad life. I was, I was talking to an Evertonian saying you were coming on and they, they had very high hopes for you when you came mm. from Manchester United. How did you look back on your time at, I loved at Everton? It. I loved it at Everton. Um, Howard Kendall brought me in. Uh, he was a great man. And I say I got on well with, with him and the, the players there and the fans were, were fantastic. Um, but again, it, uh, like you read the book, it's sort of self-sabotage. You know, I had a really good start uh, Everton, you know, we stayed we stayed up um, from you know they was they were going down. Mm-hmm. I helped them, you know, uh, stay up on the last day of the season. Yeah. Um, but again, it's just that, um, that knowing that I wasn't right um, after he left, I just knew it wasn't right to me being in that situation. So I say Walter Smith came in, you know, um, rest in peace to him as well, you yeah. know, his family and all, and all the best to that. But um, it just didn't click again. Just something in my makeup just thought. I'm not happy, you know, and then mm. it recycles, rinse, repeat again, and just something not right, you know. You, you, go, you read the book and it's it's just repeating itself all the time. So I'm thinking something's not right here, so I moved to I say to Bolton, yeah. and then this sort of the same thing happened again. So oh. it's just you know, it's if only if you could have got that diagnosis uh, uh, maybe earlier on, and sort of maybe some medication could have maybe could have given you a different. Career. Do you think there are others, John? Do you think there are others that are undiagnosed in in the game? Yeah, the yeah. There's loads. I say I'm I'm a bit of a people watcher, and I do see. A lot of people, like especially when I'm watching kids play and stuff, you know, and parents or whatever, and you see in the game past and present, I can see people that are on the spectrum. They probably don't even know it, you know. I think he's on spectrum, he's on spectrum. You know, it's quite funny, but you know, I'm thinking I should go up and say, by the way. You know, get, get, <laughs> go and get checked. Well, no, get look, there should out. be. I mean, it, it, I do that with gluten intolerance. I would, as you know. Yeah, I would imagine that would be a pretty invaluable service to people at academies because yeah. you've been through that, and the idea that you could, you know, you could spot things. Well, I'm doing some coaching. I'm doing some um, oh, good. neurodiversity coaching uh, online, some workshops and stuff um, with a good chap. So I'm doing that in the future and uh, a couple of other things. But yeah, so like I say, if I can help one person, like I say, the book is out one person. It's great, isn't it? Yeah. I do notice, John, as well. You retired and then you came back. I came back. And played, back and played more games for Hyde United than you played for anybody and else. again, in the book, you know, look, that, that was a time where I felt free and I was happy, you know. Yeah. I said the pressure wasn't really there, you know. We did really well. Um, it was quite successful when I went there. Yeah. And I loved it. I loved the freedom of playing. And that's what probably got my best football, to be fair. I know mm. it was a lower league, but, you know, decent, decent setup. Listen. I loved it at Hyde, you know. And I just felt, again, I just felt free. There was no of that pressure that was on my brain or on my head, overthinking stuff. I just went out and played. Yeah. And so, how do you look back on the on your career overall? Um, I say, you know, you can have a look back. You know, like I say, if something had changed, I wouldn't have had my three children. You know, sure, yeah. You know, that's how you look at things. That's how mm. I look at things. But no, I wouldn't change anything. Like I say, it was um, it's, it's a small part of my life. It's an experience that I dealt with, and I felt I dealt with it okay. You know, obviously nowadays it's a bit more in mental health and yeah. more help for people. Um, in the academy system, you know, so at least people, are, you know, if they're struggling, there is there is help out there, you know. Mm. So, um, which quick one on Manchester United? I was seeing on social media, you're a bit frustrated. At the Do we have to? The way Do we have to? <laughs> just, a, just a quickie. I won't make you dwell on it for too long, but okay. we were just saying these next three games and that international break are going to be. This mm. is the kind of telling time, I think. 
I think it is. Um, like I say, it's a it's a bigger picture than Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, you know. I'd, and I do. I'm not saying I don't slate him, but you know, it, I just think the job's too big. He's out of his depth. Um, mm. He probably won't admit it. He's trying his best. I get that, but you know, I, I sometimes I think just he just needs to walk away. You know, um, what's good for Man United? You know, the problem is the Glazers. We know that. Mm. Um, you know, the, it's a brand now. It's not a football club at the moment, for me, in my opinion. And I say, you know, it's given three games, you know, it's like we've had three seasons to sort this sort of, you know, there's no system, there's no identity, and this is what we want, you know, this is what we want from Man United, you know, they need to win trophies. Yeah. That's what Man United are about, not like, you know, progress and DNA and nostalgia, it's gone, the Fergie era is gone, we need a new Man United, you know, and I think, in my opinion, I think um, he needs a leader in there, I think you need someone like Conte, mm. someone who can galvanise these, um, these egos, there's some big egos in there, and they just need coaching. Yeah, you know, they've got they've got they've got some coaches there who are, you know good guys, but you know it's academy coaches, and you learn for me they learn on the job, and you can't do that at the biggest club in the world. You need people, you know. You need you need a, a team in, like Conte. He's a proven winner. We can go in there, shake it up, you know. But for me, he's probably a bit too outspoken because the Glazers won't want that, in my opinion. Yeah, you know, and I, I just think they want an easy ride. They want to appease the fans, and that's why I think Schultz has come in. And, you know, he's done okay behind the scenes and stuff, but you can tell you need you need you need a you need a leader in there. Mm. Well, John, lovely to see you. Thanks, John. We wish you all the very best with the book, um, bursting the bubble. Bursting the bubble. Autism and me. That's out now. right. All it, good bookshops. It's out uh, in uh, in hardback, so go and check it out. And uh, we wish you well. Lovely to see you. Thanks for having me, guys. Thanks for joining us, John O'Kane, the former Manchester United and Everton defender. Birthday spread up next. Uh, it's Paul Hawksby and Charlie Baker here on Talksport. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talksport. Birthday spread time then. Ten birthdays that Andy's going to give us uh, very shortly for people who celebrated them this week. And then if Jamie Jackson's going to be in there, we'll find out. There. That's we, too easy. And Andy will have a guilt edge gag attached to each one of them. Jeff Peters in the nerve centre will keep score. Um, and the one with the shortest margin of error, as we guess the ten birthdays, will be the winner. Uh, good afternoon, Andy. Quite pewter edged. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> Sorry, we lost you there, Andy. Say that again. Andy, say it again. I, said, I would say pewter edged. Pewter oh, edged gags. Maybe stuff. not of the yes. highest quality uh, as we've come to expect. Easier to engrave. Um, Jeff, good afternoon to you. <laughs> there we are. Bit of a delay. Quite a long delay <laughs> via satellite. Where are well, we? Welcome. <laughs> welcome to the 39th spread, the 11th in the Paul Charlie Johnny Weaver World Series. <laughs> yes. uh, Paul has won three in a row. Robert Pinsky did for uh, Charlie at the death last week. Mm. Paul leads 7 3. Not uh, confident. We're going to have the Johnny Weaver Memorial Toss now. Yes, I've got it here. John, John our producer, just given me a coin. Charlie's got the coin. It's one franc. I don't know where oh, it's aye. from. I don't what know a, where he's a, been. Blimey. A Letzburg. What a chancer. One franc. I, put, I thought it was a 5 Passes off as a 5 p. Heads or tails, heads. Paul? Heads. It's a head. Okay. It is indeed. Um, so does that mean I go first or get the, the choice? Head of Sir Johnny Weaver. I'll there. go first. I don't mind. Who's I'll go first, first, Andy. Here's Pelé to help us out as well. Okay, go, this, is, uh, Richard, this is Richard Skudamore's favourite, the 39th spread. And uh, <laughs> here we go with Kumar Sangakara. Kumar Sangakara, the great cricketer. I was surprised to see that in the list of the top 50 test batsmen of all time, <laughs> he was only eighth from bottom. Yes, Kumar's at number 42. Oh, hey, lovely nice. stuff. That was great. 45, I'll go. Mm, yeah, I was thinking in his 40s. 47. 44. Oh, ready. Already. Oh, ready. Done to the scores, the Jeff. 
Um, you just cut out with your answer, Paul. So, uh, oh, I, so I went. Uh, I went forty-five. <laughs> well, this is good. No. <laughs> uh, so it's uh, one-three. One-three. Okay. So that means I'm winning at the moment because I'm only one out. Charlie was three out. It's as simple as that. Uh, Charlie's first this time, of course. Happy birthday to the legendary football commentator Barry Davis. Barry Davis. Good old he's amongst mm. a, yes, he's amongst a number of people who have been surprised by the amount of work Jimmy Carr has done has had done lately. Yeah. Look at his face! Just look <laughs> at his face! <laughs> Beautifully timed. Lovely there. stuff. Beautiful. Well done, Jeff. <laughs> For once. <laughs> Barry Davis, I'm gonna say 84. That's a good guess, that. Um, 83. Charlie must know him. He's 84. Oh, bang. Did that was a genuine, genuine, genuine guess. Genuine guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, okay. no, not too much damage done. Well, direct hit for Charlie. What's that done to the scores? Yeah, Paul, you're one out to Charlie direct. So it's Paul two, Charlie three. What a start. Oh, what a start. Here we go. Okay. I'm first this time. Here we go. Can I just preface this one by saying, occasionally I like to put one in just for myself. Okay, oh, okay, sorry. Right. <laughs> a little personal, personal one. Okay, fair enough. It's uh, it's the birthday of the great boxer, uh, one-time studio guest, Audley Harrison. Oh, Audley nice, Harrison. nice. And uh, we were at the National Cricket Museum actually for a special rerunning of the 1971 Gillette Cup semi-final between Lancashire and Gloucestershire. But I was worried about our restricted view seats. Can Audley see David Hughes, as Jim Lecker might have said. No one, no one's going to no get that. that. Andy barely gets it. <laughs> know thine audience. <laughs> it's an old Jim Laker commentary from a thousand years ago. But I don't think he How old is said. he, Paul? Um, Audley, he never said it. 52, I'll go for Audley. What do you think? think? That, that old, yeah? yeah? He's getting on a bit now. He's kind of boxing, you know. 49. He's 50. Okay, same okay. as Jamie Jackson. He's been ugly oh, today. Yeah. So what's right. that done to the scores, Jeff? Yeah, yeah, sorry. Paul is two out. Charlie is one out. And after three, it's four, 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 four. What a yeah. game! Okay, Charlie. Yeah, leads I remember off when Audley. Yeah. yeah, I remember when Audley came. He was wearing a velvet tracksuit. <laughs> Nobody was going to tell him. Was about it velvet? It, or was it velour? <laughs> it might have been velour, actually. I'm yeah, not. Yeah. True. I'm not, I'm not going to take the mic out of him. <laughs> no, exactly. No, I don't think Andy was prepared to either at the time. Okay, it's the country music singer Keith Urban. Singer, singer, hello there. Country music singer, singer. One of my lot, is he? What's his name? Keith Urban. Married to Keith Urban. Not married to Keith Urban. He's married to Nicole Kidman. Yeah. Anyway, you might. One time, Nick was working. <laughs> Johnny Keith Weaver, Urban. Nick Old Kidman. <laughs> oh God! He just come in. He's just come in now. About a week late. Two weeks late. Okay. About three weeks late. <laughs> three weeks late. Uh, Go on, Charlie. Do your joke. Yeah, Keith, joke. Yeah. Oh, you got to do. Sorry, Andy. I yeah, have yeah. no. Keith Urban. At one time, he was working. Oh God. He was working with Gary Bloom. Helping athletes, yes, with emotional problems. He produced okay. his best results for the American volleyball player, Alicia Wistrick. I'll never forget Keith's Urban Wistrick Council. He's had to look that up. He's had to look that up. He's had to go rhymes with district, he's Googled. <laughs> Go on, Keith, Keith Urban. 48. Yeah, he's probably in that envelope. I'm, I'm having him for the Audley Jamie Jackson. I'm having him a big 5-0 yeah, blind 50. 50. 
54. Oh, oh, yeah, really, really. OK, really. so what's that down the scores, Jim? Still very tight. Paul, six out. Uh, sorry, Paul, four out. Uh, Charlie, six out. It's Paul, eight. Charlie, ten. Eight, ten. Here we go, then. I'm first taking this in okay. half-time. Yes, last birthday before half-time. It is the Four, civil seven. rights... <laughs> civil rights activist, yeah. Bobby Seal. Bobby Seal. Oh. And uh, his, fa his family actually formed a musical group back in the 70s. Their first gig at Billingsgate Market went down really badly. People were throwing fish at the performing seals. <laughs> oh. I tell you what, and if you've completely cleared the auditorium here. <laughs> we had quite a crowd before the spread started. John O'Kane had quite a crowd, but you've cleared... The, oh, you can clear a crowd anywhere in the country. Oh, I can, don't worry about I don't that. Know, but, do you know Bobby Seal? I know, I'd be guessing. 62. What do you think, Charlie? Bobby this could, this could be, this this could be this a very exciting That's why I have to go... Like a kiss from a rose. Um, yeah. Bobby Seal. Go on, then. I'm going to say... Uh, what did you say? 62. I'm going to say... 66. <laughs> He's 85. Ooh, you had a real chance there. You've you you got to be yeah, bolder. I didn't know him. Just plan it around at the back. <laughs> well, he went Dyer to Sanchez, Sanchez to Dyer, mate. <laughs> Go yeah. for it. He went, he went big on uh, Robert Pinsky. He went brave last week. and I that did. didn't I work tried. out for him. So Thank you, Jeff. Yeah, Charlie's managing the game this time. He is. Um, so Charlie 19 out, uh, Paul 23 out. So at the halfway stage, it's Paul 31, but Charlie in the lead with 29. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, that's good. Um, Blind Dave Healy has just texted me. Yeah. Blind Dave Healy has just texted me and said the jokes are getting worse, which oh. coming from him is absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> Blind Dave. Yeah, that's it. Well, that's, that's why he does it. That's his very much his thing, tune, and he embraces it. Good afternoon, Dave. Up the baggies. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. Welcome back to the National Football Museum in Manchester. Yes. Ahead of the European Championship draw, the women's tournament next summer here in England. And the draw taking place about five o'clock. We'll be heading over to the venue, but we've got a birthday spread to tie up first. It's 31-29. Charlie's on 29, which means he's winning by two. Jeff, I'd like the stats on how often I'm leading at the break, because I think it's pretty often. Um, I'll have a little look. Thanks He'll have a look, yeah. He's not that at his fingertips. He's not oh, Andy Zaltzman, for goodness sake. You were, I mean, so, to be fair, no. you, were, you were leading at the halfway stage last week, and yeah. of course you were lead, leading by uh, 17 going into the final one last week. Yeah, but OK, yeah. Let's, uh, let's leave it. Yeah. Here, here we go, then. Um, uh, Charlie's leading off this time. Andy. Yes, I didn't realise I was broadcasting to the whole auditorium. Yeah. Hello, Slides Manchester. Up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Down, it, of course they have. Uh, who wouldn't? Anyway. I mean, it's not your fault. I have, I mean, I, yeah, it's not your fault. No, of course it's not. Right. Well, it's not. Okay. Right. You know. Anyway, it's the dermatologist, <laughs> oh. Professor Fenella Wojnarowska. Well, I think that's how you pronounce it. Fenella Professor Fenella Wojnarowska. Yes, I played cricket. <laughs> yes, I played, I played cricket with her, actually. Oh, yeah. uh, she wasn't great, but she had one saving grace. Her batting and bowling were terrible, but you should have seen Fenella fielding. Oh, oh, very good. One for the teenagers. Oh, good. Is that the only reason we've got this <laughs> this uh, woman on? Because I look at the kids. Uh, Con what, what was she famous for? Connor's with know? us. Connor's with us today. You ever heard of Fenella Fielding, Connor? <laughs> John, John's got about 15 years on him. Have you? Yeah, Adam. That's about <laughs> Carry yeah. on screaming. You know the name. It's like it's like a focus group every gag that Andy does. <laughs> Where's he pitching him? Okay, then. Fenella, yeah, carry okay. On, carry on Dermatologist. Screaming. What's her surname? Vojnarovska. Vojnarovska. I'm going to go... I'm going to go in the middle. 52. 
I just don't see why they would be celebrating the birthday of a dermatologist unless she was a kind of venerable. Old. Um, yeah, I just, I'm going to go 78. Am I, have oh, I made I a mistake, Andy? No, she's 74. Oh, what a, what a shot. Vajnarovska. What a shot. Okay, what, what's happened there then? Amazing. Uh, Paul, you're four out. Charlie, 22 oh. out on that one. So it's Paul, 35. Charlie, 51. 51, Oh, yeah. dear. <clears throat> that was a good guess. That was a good guess, Paul. Okay, I'm just no, I just know where his brain works after yeah, all these yeah, years. Yeah, trouble, isn't it? Do you? Here we go, then. Anyway... It's the uh, soprano, uh, Christine Brewer. Happy birthday to Christine Brewer. Where's this guy? And uh, Christine <laughs> has a long association. Wait. She has a long association with the military. Each year she nominates her favourite soldier, and I'm forced to invite them for dinner. I hate having Brewer's troop. Oh, jeez. Oh, there we are. Christine Brewer. The soprano. Don't remember her in The Sopranos. But no, I don't remember her. <laughs> <Yeah>. She totally <laughs> sits in, 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 in the What are you going to do? Um, I hey, I'm going <laughs> to sing really high. Yeah. <laughs> Get out of here. Hey, um, it's the queen of the night. <laughs> uh, 70, 73. Go on, Charlie. Well, yeah, okay. Be bold. You dares win. Well, Stop it, Paul. Sorry. It's Christine. What's her surname? Brewer. Brewer. Brewer, of course, yeah. Christine Brewer. Yeah. It sounds like quite a modern name, doesn't it? What did you say, 70? 73, I've 73, gone. okay. I'm going to say 60. Okay. 66. Ooh. Pretty good. Harvey Harvey. Not only halves on it, they're no good at all. What's happened there, Jeff? Well, Charlie has pulled it back by one because he mm. is six out. You are seven out, so it's 42, 57. 15 in it, three to go. 42, 57. Okay. okay. Charlie leads off this time. <laughs> Okay, it's the economist Esther Dufflo. Esther Dufflo. She was the the co-recipient of the Severidge's Riksbank Prize in economic sciences in memory of Alfred Noble. Nobel, Nobel, I think. (laughs) It's it's not Mark Nobel, is it? The Mark Nobel Prize. (laughs) Esther Dufflo. And uh, we attended a shoot in the country. Yes, we, we attended a shoot in the country and we bagged three partridges and four grouse. I didn't actually have permission to shoot that many birds, but Esther did. It was Duffalo 7, licensed to kill. Thank you. <laughs> he did say, he did say pewter this week. Um, <laughs> it's me, isn't it? Yeah. Esther Duffalo. It's, it's that extra Duff- day. Nobel Prize <laughs> winner. I thought you were going to go down the Duffalo soldier route. <laughs> that would have been nice, wouldn't yeah. it? Yeah. Um, uh, 60. <laughs> 60, okay, yeah. Um, 81. Oh, Ooh, 49. Oh, come on now. What a game this is turning come out. Come on. Yeah. So what's that done to the scores, Jeff? 72 I'm on 68. 70. You are, and Paul is now on 74. So, you, Charlie, suddenly you're in this lead by six. So what's, the what's the scores again, Jeff? 74, 68. Yeah. 74, 68. Wow, okay, brilliant. So please, for Okay. So I'm, I'm first. Birth- yes, Tom. No, Paul's first. Birth- yeah. I'm first, yeah. Birthday <laughs> number nine. Thank you very much. Birthday number nine is number the founder, <laughs> founder and chief executive of Huawei, Ren Zhengfei. Ren Zhengfei. Didn't yes. um, Harry Siegel introduce <laughs> Huawei? <laughs> <laughs> it's my way or the highway. Or the, or the highway. <laughs> I'm leaving it. He got a bit Frank Spencer there, didn't he? <laughs> I did it. Way. My way. Yeah, I did it my way. Uh, okay, go on, Andy. Yeah, come on. No, no, it's fine. I can't be bothered now. Go on, keep going. Chief, chief exactly. I'm not going to top Huawei. that. Huawei. 
Hawaii the lad, certainly. Yes. Who Hawaii. is it? What's his name? Ren Zheng Fei. Ren Zheng. 61. Okay, I can, I can just sort of, you know. Yeah, I know, you can S house. S house away, Charlie. I'll go, um, I'm going to go 68. Oh, well, you Okay, what's that done to scores? Oh, what, well, what's the 77. <laughs> 77, yeah. 77. Okay, so. 77. Yes. We go okay. to the last one. Okay, so Charlie is nine out. Paul is 16 out on that mm. one. So it's Paul 90, Charlie yeah. 77. Now, at this stage last week, yep. Charlie had a 17 lead. He has got a 17 lead for the oh. second week running. Wow. And it and will 14 be... 14 different... Uh, 17, sorry, 17, I need to be... I thought it was 13. I, I thought... I, 13, yeah. 19, 19, 90, 77. 90 and 77 is 13. 13. Yeah. Sorry, 13, yes. Yeah, yeah okay. Go. So yeah. the all job, similarities end, basically, to one, last week at that job, point. I mean, one job. <laughs> uh, <laughs> didn't do the budget yesterday, did you? So did I've, you have I've got to have a differential of 14, Charlie, in this next sure. one, either way. So sure. think, think carefully, yeah, okay, Charlie. I'm okay, rooting okay. for you. Uh, go on. Oh, Off yes. you go, Andy. Last Gareth Southgate okay. just turned up and he's walked out. Yeah, I'm a bit frying Lucy Bronzes listening to this down the line. <laughs> and he's saying, I'm not going on that show. Who are these idiots? Anyway, keep going. Go on. Okay, thanks very much. Frank Land, the Emeritus Professor of Information Systems and Department of Management at LSE. Frank Land. And it's quite yeah. exciting, actually. I'm, after this, I'm off to a party with Paul Simon and his daughter Grace's house. How old is he? More importantly, what's Charlie. his what's his uh, title? Emeritus Professor at LSE. Okay, yeah, I'm going to go uh, 75. Ooh. I'm going to go. Uh, it's got to be 14. So I'm going to go 89. Okay, he is in fact 93. Oh, God, again, <laughs> and once again. again. <laughs> Not again. <laughs> What's that done to the scores? Not sure. Don't say it like that, Paul. What's that done to the scores, I'm going to kick this table over. I've smashed up the, I've smashed up the Jean Rimet trophy. Yes, he's gone. He's gone. Imagine if he went on a rampage. He's got in Bobby Moore's shirt. He's burning it. He's wearing, he's wearing Sir Jeff's shirt. He's going mad, knocking over trophies. He's kicked the George Best Mini in the windscreen. The milk cup's got a dent <laughs> yeah. in it. I can't believe it. it. He's taken the air out of the unicorn from the yeah. World Cup. Anyway, what's, what's the scores? The yeah, FA Cup, scores. they're going to need a new one. Final um, scores. The, the line dropped out. Uh, Paul has won. It's 8-3. Mm. 8 <laughs> Okay, the line dropped out. <laughs> yeah, well, I, 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 thank I you, boys. Hear, we we, we got through said, it. Paul. We got, um, I, yes, I, I, what did I go for? I went about 80, 88. 88, yeah. 88, yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, thank you. It was good, good game. Thank you. Really good game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Andy, I'll catch up with you tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, lovely. Thanks very yeah. much. Thank you, Jeff. All the best. So you said 88, Paul? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I did. Yeah. It's so, R1. Yeah. Uh, so we'll move on. So you got 95 uh, and uh, Charlie got 95. Oh, yeah, right. Right. let's go, let's go. No, let's I, go, didn't, let's I, go. Did, I did win. Oh, right. uh, and there we are. So um, we'll do it all again next week back in the studio. Maybe it was a draw. I don't really care. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. So there we are. Done by one again, Charlie. How are you feeling? It's a real kick. I can't speak. I can't speak. Uh, we're back in the studio tomorrow with Andy. Charlie's with me on Tuesday. If you can join us on one, great. If not... Um, the podcast available around 4.30. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Even on a budget, 
Quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry shampoo, Chantilly cake and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.